0: seven things you probably didn't know you need to know i'm jamie east and this is the smart seven good morning everybody it's wednesday the 25th of january and it's some dwinnens day and a big happy birthday to alicia keys vladimir zelensky dustin ingram and jack fowler The government sleaze row rumbled on on Tuesday when the man at the centre of the Boris part of it insisted his appointment as BBC chairman was by the book. Richard Sharp's new job was announced just weeks after he helped the then Prime Minister Boris Johnson secure a loan guarantor. He says there was no conflict of interest and rejected calls to step aside. It was a highly rigorous process, I can tell you being part of it, and I'm sure that process was fully and carefully recorded so it can be minuted and, and seen whether my appointment was done on merit. And I'm confident it will be seen that that was the case. Meanwhile, speculations continuing to mount over Tory chairman Nadine Zahawi's future after he admitted paying a penalty to the taxman when he was chancellor because of a careless error to do with his father's shares in his business. Rishi Sunak defended appointing Zahawi but has asked his independent ethics advisor to review the matter. Now, Conservative MP Caroline Noakes says he should stand aside temporarily. Sadly, this looks like a sort of hangover from Prime Minister's past. And I think that Nadim needs to come clean on all of the questions that are being posed. But Shadow Foreign Secretary David Lamy is worried more serious problems are being forgotten about among all the controversy. Well, I think that we should be dealing with the cost of living crisis. We should be dealing with the fact that teachers are now going on strike. These are the important issues that certainly my constituents care about. So, of course, it's a huge distraction. A report has highlighted serious failings in how the probation service handled Zara Alina’s killer. Jordan McSweeney had a history of violence and a string of convictions, but wasn't treated as high risk. He sexually assaulted and murdered the 35-year-old in East London in June, just nine days after his release from prison. At that time, his license was revoked, but he wasn't immediately recalled. Speaking to Sky News, Chief Inspector of Probation Justin Russell outlined several failures. Jordan McSweeney's case wasn't handed over from the prison to the probation service until only nine days before his release. And therefore he went out with a a risk assessment that was out of date and was never corrected. Zara's aunt says probation officers have blood on their hands. Policing Minister Chris Phillips says changes are being made. These cases are thankfully extremely, extremely rare but when they happen they are truly, truly heartbreaking. That's why all of the recommendations made by the inspector are being adopted. The Foreign Office has confirmed the death of two British volunteers who'd gone missing in Ukraine. Chris Parry and Andrew Bagshaw were killed whilst trying to evacuate civilians from the city of Solidar. Meanwhile, corruption allegations have led to a shake-up of senior government officials by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. The country's anti-corruption police is reportedly investigating bribes and Zelensky said officials could face jail. The Ukrainian cabinet of ministers has dismissed the deputy minister exposed by Ukraine's National Anti-Corruption Bureau. Law enforcers have every opportunity to conduct an investigation and bring the case to court. Meanwhile, German news site Der Spiegel has reported the countries finally agreed to let Poland send Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. Ukrainian former professional boxer Vladimir Kalichko explained why they need the extra protection. We defend ourselves against the Russian army and we want our country back, nothing else. Anyone who claims that Russian territory could be attacked with Leopard tanks plays the game of Russian propaganda. Ticketmaster's been getting a grilling from the U.S. Senate over multiple software attacks that disrupted the sale of Taylor Swift's 2023 concert tickets. In a written statement, the Californian company explained how its systems had been targeted by bots used to illegally obtain tickets. Its systems couldn't cope, leaving thousands of fans disappointed they couldn't buy seats. Ticketmaster accounts for 70% of ticket sales in the United States, and Senator Richard Blumenthal criticised the company for trying to shift the blame on the singer. Ticketmaster had the temerity. To imply that debacle involved in pre-ticket sales was Taylor Swift's fault. And may I suggest respectfully that Ticketmaster ought to look in the mirror and say, I'm the problem. It's me. Still to come on the Smile 7, the look of the Irish strikes the Oscar nominations and an exclusive look into The Last of Us. Right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Welcome back. Tuesday saw another Premier League club putting an up-for-sale sign as fresh from sacking manager Frank Lampard, Everton owner Farad Mashiri is selling the club. Meanwhile, Tuesday night saw the first of this week's Carabao Cup semi-final first legs. Southampton hosted Newcastle as both teams looked to end domestic trophy droughts. In the end, a red card for Southampton and a single goal for Newcastle saw Eddie Howe's men set up nicely for the return to St James's Park. We well, are pleased to win the game. That was our uh, aim before the match. But we know with the 1-0 scoreline is delicate, nothing's decided. Southampton are a very good team. They showed today they've got quality. So we go to next week with our fans behind us and hopefully um, they can make the difference. Just two episodes in, and we're learning that no one's safe in HBO's post apocalyptic horror series, The Last of Us. The latest installment saw Joel, played by Pedro Pascal, and Anna Torva's Tess successfully bring Ellie, who's immune to the infection that's ravaged humanity, to the drop off location. And in a special episode of our very own Dragoncast podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts, series creator Craig Mazin provided some relief on whether a certain socialite survived the outbreak. Uh, the infection hit in 2003. Is Paris Hilton okay? <laughs> she is either uh, running some sort of uh, cult compound, let's say in Florida, or uh, she is a clicker that is moving on a very strict, repeating course around a few rooms in her mansion. Sci-fi fantasy Everything Everywhere All at Once leads the nominations for this year's Oscars with 11. The shortlist also includes Best Picture nods for the Top Gun and Avatar sequels. Bill Nighy and Normal People's Paul Mescal are up for Best Actor along with Colin Farrell who says he's beyond honoured to scoop his first nomination for his role in the Banshees of Inisherin. The film bagged nine in total including this one. Here are the ten nominees for Best Motion Picture of the Year. The Banshees of Inna Sharon, Graham Broadbent, Pete Cherneen, and Martin McDonough, producers. But it was some of the more unconventional films that stole the show, and host Riz Ahmed seemed to love it. I'm now the nominees for Best Animated Short Film. My Year of Dicks, and <laughs> An Ostrich Told Me The World Is Fake, And I Think I Believe It. This has been the Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favor and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Have a great day. Written, produced, and published by Daft Dogs. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.